Welcome in, ladies. Welcome in. I am so flippin' excited to have our very, very own Debbie Sil Silster. I always misspell your last name, Debbie. Can you re holster? I have been misspelling it for years then. That is crazy. <laughs> but anyhow, our very own Debbie, who has been part of our community for how many years now? A couple of years. Oh, it, it's been at least two years, probably two and a half. Two and a half years. And who most of us who know Debbie have seen her grow and crush it at this coaching and consulting business. Like, I am so honored and thrilled to have Debbie here to share with us her wisdom on mindset wizardry, which truly you have emulated. You have impersonated mindset wizardry. You have done magic in turning your career into a revenue stream, into something that now you're, you're doing international coaching. You and your partner not only have launched this amazing book, which I've read and it's freaking spectacular, and we're gonna talk about that in a second, but you're also launched and teaching international workshops and like flying all over the place and doing your thing and like, ah, I'm thrilled to have her here because she's gonna give us an exclusive sneak peek as to how to untap, unleash, unlock that mindset wizardry that we all have within us in the same way that in those short two years, like this short span, at least from where I've seen on my end, you crush it, right? And she's gonna give us a sneak peek of that today. And then you're also coming in to her money school to teach us about this. And she's gonna do this live for all of us. So welcome. Right now, I cannot wait to jump into this discussions conversation with Debbie to tell us about mindset wizardry. Hello, Debbie. How are you? Hello, Olivia, and hello, community. So excited uh, to be here and um, to be sharing uh, some of these uh, these great learnings that um, that we've had through this whole process. Um, I've gone through a, just a huge amount of uh, change over the last uh, probably two and a half, uh, three years since uh, 2019. So, um, and I think that this book, the book that we have, the workshops that we're doing and everything, what we're trying to do is really share the magic behind how do you thrive during extreme change. And extreme change, I mean, like seriously, who here has not lived through the last, like, I don't know, pandemic years, Just two and a half years? <laughs> Let's talk about that. They have been extreme. And one of the things that I have been in absolute awe is in seeing you literally in person at what you're talking about. You are thriving in spite of everything that the world has thrown at all of us. And so many people are not or have not thrived. What was that key glimpse inside of you? Like how can you give us like where you were before and where you are now? So for everyone who's watching this and doesn't know the amazing Debbie, First and foremost, like you're missing out, you should be totally part of the HMS community because she's there and she's freaking like one of the coolest participants in the community. 
well, nothing. You. Everybody else. Cool. But she's always like empowering, encouraging everybody in the group. But like, can you give us the like where you were and where you are now? Yeah, so back, I'll, I'll kind of go back to 20, 2019. So in, in 2019, um, I, I got laid off like a lot of people. Um, I, I worked in the oil and gas industry, which is the big industry in Houston, which is uh, where I live. And um, like a lot of people got, you know, my position got eliminated. Um, happened in December, great timing, of course. Um, during that time, also, you know, a lot of other things that, you know, were going on around the world, if, if you remember, um, right before the pandemic, I got laid off. In addition to that, um, you know, I started going out and interviewing for other corporate jobs. So I'm looking for HR director positions. I'm looking for HRVP positions. And there's, there's nothing in our area. I'm interviewing in other um, other cities, other states, look, looking for for something, and and not really finding what I'm looking for. You know, of course, the pandemic hits, and then everything dries up. On top of that, my husband lost his job. My mom passes away. All these things just hit all oh at once. And I think the the big thing for me was I had to step back and say what is it that I can control? Mm -hmm. There are things that are happening around me that I have absolutely no control over. And I need to step back and think about what can I do? What actions can I take? And that, that's really how my brain just started processing it. I happened to find, find you and find your community, which really helped me in, you know, in understanding kind of some other things that I could do to self-empower you know, to move forward. But I, I think until I was ready to accept help, until I was ready. It was not going to show up. I wasn't yeah. going to show up. I wasn't going to be there and I wasn't going to learn from it and I wasn't going to grow. And, and isn't that a crazy, crazy thing? Sorry to interrupt you there, but isn't it like, it doesn't matter how amazing a coach or like amazing the tools are that you run into. If you're not ready to say, yeah, I've hit rock bottom. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm like ready to pardon my French. Fuck this. Like I'm ready to yeah. go from this. It's not gonna happen. It's, right? it's, but when you're ready, you know when you see. So like so many women must be listening to this and be like, oh, that sounds really familiar. Like I want everybody who's listening and watching to this, like understand there is no coincidence here. If you're listening to this, it's it's like think of it maybe as the universe like nudging you, say like mm -hmm putting this in front of you because maybe there's something that you're closing your eyes toward turning a blind eye to it that you should be listening to and watching yeah and and, and it's it, it's so true and it's just like th things kind of happen for a reason and in in this scenario it's kind of like i was ready and I, I went down the path with you initially of, okay, I'm going to find another corporate job. I'm going to, you know, beef up my LinkedIn profile. So I, uh, you know, did all of that. Um, started, you know, working on um, interviewing skills and, you know, and the, the traditional thing. I was going, going to go back to doing what I was going to do before. And I remember this conversation that you and I had that just was an eye opener. And you told me, you're like, you're talking like an entrepreneur. You're already doing freelance consulting. Why don't you make this your full-time thing? You are an entrepreneur. You just don't recognize that you're an entrepreneur. 
And the yeah. light bulb kind of went off because you, you held up a mirror and that mirror kind of told me, yeah, you know what? She may be right. Maybe I am an entrepreneur and maybe I'm an author too. <laughs> maybe that's what happens. Maybe I also have like a career too. And that's a, and that's a crazy thing is like, we've been conditioned to believe I'm either this or that. Yeah. Not someone who can be this, 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 and this. Like, yeah, maybe you can't do one thing as effectively. It, like if you were like full on, like you can't do a nine to five that expects you to be at work from eight till eight if right. you're also pursuing other revenue streams. But I think like the first question would be, like, why would you want to be pursuing the eight to eight or nine to five job if there's other things that you want to be doing? So it's like, we don't give ourselves the chance to say yes to those ludicrous ideas or those at least that we think are ludicrous. Yeah, and, and like with the writing of the book thing, it, it, it just kind of came to me. I, you know, I was, I was somewhat inspired by um, others, both your, of course, your, you, but others as well that I've, other people I've known that have, you know, all this knowledge in their head and they want to get it out there and put it out into the world and write a book. And I'm like, well, I can do that. I've talked about that for, I don't know how many years, why haven't I done it? And I just happened to reconnect with an old colleague that, and we just started kicking around things. And he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about writing a book. And I said, yeah, I've been thinking about it too. And we just started talking about ideas about what the world was going through and, and all of this. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're in this thing called VUCA, which is, you know, in a, in a form of extreme change, you know, in a framework around extreme change. And we're like, yeah, we're living this right now. And, and he's like, we should write a book about that. And then I'm like, yeah, we should write a book about that. Well, let, what angle do we want to take? And, and it just started to evolve as we started talking and, and the whole idea was born. I don't think any of that would have happened had I just continued down my corporate path. That would have been one of those things that I would do when I retired. Well, and, and, and like the thing is, when you guys decided to write it too, it, it was because you were both thriving through it. Absolutely. You were living through it and you were thriving through what so many people were not thriving through. Yeah, and it we and, and we were, and then we were starting to question, well, what is what are those differentiators? What are those things that that make you thrive? And what does it look like? What does it look like in terms of how you think? What does it look like in terms of how you feel? And and really trying to uh, to make it very real. And and then we start then we start thinking, well. Maybe we should talk to some people that we know are really good at this. So Javier and I both have this extensive network of people. And we just started reaching out to people and saying, hey, would you be willing to be interviewed or participate in a survey? And we, and we actually did formal research to really understand what is that secret sauce? What is that recipe for the, the people who thrive during extreme change versus those who merely survive or don't even get by and just put their head in the sand, which is what a lot of people do, quite frankly. So, all right, first and foremost, I know you're going to come and teach us a secret recipe in her money school, which I'm excited about. And then you're also going to be coming and teaching and like answering questions and doing a Q&A oh, yeah. and all those things. Is awesome. But for all of us who are like, okay, kind of piquing the interest or everyone who's listening, 
can you give us a high level of what's in this magic recipe or at least kind of a high level of how this all operates and by the way for those who are watching on camera can you show up your book oh absolutely mindset wizardry what? well this is weird <laughs> it's not appearing <laughs> i think you need to like not put it on covering your face but the magic behind thriving in a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world, which quite frankly, describes the world in today's day and age. So Absolutely. it's really the magic recipe to staying afloat and thriving during chaos. And it's not just work chaos, it's family chaos, it's political chaos, it's environmental chaos. Everything around us has the potential to bring us down. But with the VUCA formula, you kind of put this recipe together. So can you tell us? Give us a little bit. I know you can't share everything, but give us something. Yeah. So, uh, so basically what we, what we did in the book is, is we, we put everything together in a, in a framework. So it starts with how do you identify VUCA? How do you know when you're there, when you're facing VUCA versus just regular change, which is really important, right? Because your strategies are going to be a little different. The second part of it is, is about how do you cope with it? When you're, you, you've got VUCA in your face and you've got, chaos and you feel like you're in the spin cycle of a washing machine and, you know what are some things some very practical things that you can do then the third section is really about um, how do you thrive what it what are the secrets behind thriving during this type of change and then finally the last section is about leading others through change it's our responsibility to help others whether it's you're helping your children whether it's you're helping your colleagues your um your friends your church group whatever whatever groups you're a member of whether you're a formal leader or not you can take a leadership role and guide others so that's that's really in a nutshell the outline of the book in terms of the the overarching principle, it's really about resilience. It's really about that ability to deal with the situation and bounce back from it and bounce back higher than, um, than what you would typically see. So it's not just doing it. Yeah, but how? Because like the question that obviously comes to mind is, mm -hmm. all right, I've just gotten laid off my yeah. mom just passed away like my husband's sick I, like all the situations you yourself face like yeah it's easy to say like i'm gonna look at the sunny side i'm gonna be positive i'm gonna try to stay positive but that's not what you're talking about you're talking yeah. about saying like enough i'm done i'm i i see the bad things i'm not ignoring them but i'm still moving ahead yeah so it so it starts with you know facing your situations and facing them head on and it's really recognizing what it is. And then once you're facing the situation and you can see it for what it really is, then stepping back and asking yourself, what is it that I can control in this situation? What but are the pause. things- I'm gonna pause you there because I have a big question. Okay. How do you face it for what it is? Yeah, that's 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 without victimizing yourself, without going into the place of like, my but my circumstances like 
I find that oftentimes people go into victim mode. Yeah, and we, we all, do. all go into victim mode where we're like, oh, poor me, my life is so tough. Like, how do you face reality like it is and not make it worse than what it is or don't remove the blame that you should be shouldering for it? I, I know, I'll, I'll tell you what works for me. And um, one of the things that, that really works for me is I'll step back and look at it objectively. So I'll step back and, and say, okay, if it wasn't me in this situation, and let's say it was my brother or my sister in this situation, how might I advise them? How might I look at this situation very, very objectively? And then I put myself back in it. You know, once I've looked at it that way, and I'll put myself back in it and then say, what can I specifically do to deal with the situation? So, so for me, anyway, it helps to step back, take an objective view, and then I go into coaching mode. Now I'm a former HR leader. So of course I'm very used to coaching people. That, that's something that works really well for me to step back, look at it, and then step back into it and then say, okay, given that I know what the situation is, now, what are some concrete things that I can do? So, for example, you use the example of losing my job, which was real. What were things that were out of my control? Well, I couldn't control the job market. I couldn't control that COVID was everywhere. I couldn't control that nobody was hiring, that the energy industry was in turmoil. Not all that was completely out of my control. And yeah, I could just, I could just sit around and watch Netflix and, you know, eat chips all day and eat candy all day. I decided, no, I'm not going to wallow in it. What I'm going to do instead is figure out what is it that I can do. I can build my skills. I can update my profile on LinkedIn, make a really good profile. I can network. I can, uh, you know, talk to people. I can volunteer. I can consult. People need my services and they can't afford to hire an HR person. Well, guess what? They can have me come in and do projects for them. There are things that I can do that I can take control of. So, it, you know, for me, that's that's kind of how I did it. Is I, I extra, you know, I, I went with an external view, then I went back into it, and then said, "What is it that I can specifically do?" So, what is it that, like, what for you was that first tiny step? Because there has to be a tiny, like, it feels daunting, but it's like that first actionable step. What was that? Well, it was, I didn't like feeling depressed. I didn't like feeling down in the dumps. And I'm saying, I don't want to feel this way. And because I didn't want to feel this way, I was like, I've got to do something different so I don't feel this way. And what did you feel when you did that one step? Well, I felt empowered. I mean, I felt like, okay, I took a, I took a step and yeah, it was a baby step, uh, you know, was signing up for a workshop. It was a baby step, but it was something, at least I'm doing something. Right. And, and so, and then I participated in the workshop and I didn't just, you know, listen, I learned and I actually participated and contributed because I have some skills there. And through that, I built my network and people recommended me on LinkedIn and things like that. So things just start, you know, you have to take that first step, no matter how small, in order to really um, start to see some momentum. And what do you do when doubt creeps in? When the, the limiting thoughts creep in? Yeah. I reframe it. And so, so if, if I'm feeling like uh, I can't do this, it, it, and we all have this, uh, Lord knows I do. And I think every person who's listening to this right now has definitely felt this. We have that moment where you're like, I can't do it. I, ju I just can't do it. Yeah. I cannot do it. 
what I like to do is I like to re reframe it and ask myself, well, I ask yourself why, and then say, well, what else have you done that is similar to this? So for instance, I can't do it. I, I, you know, I can't change again. I I'm done. I, I just, I just can't, I can't go through another job search. I, I just can't do it. Well, you've done it before you have experience before and you have very successfully navigated the job search process. And this is this is what you did. And, and so you build yourself up by looking at the times when you've actually conquered that in the past or conquered something similar. So something that I find, though, that we often as women in particular. Can't seem to move past is the limiting stories that we do tell ourselves. So like yeah. what do we do recognize? Okay, there is a story here. There is a pattern. But I, I don't know how to reframe it because it's kind of the I can't see the forest for the trees. And you recognize yeah. that, but like, how do you move past that? Yeah, I mean, I think what you have to do is you have to break down what is, you know, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to geek out a little bit, sorry. Um, <laughs> I go back to what I've learned working in quality techniques. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll analyze myself and ask myself, why am I feeling this way? And then I'll look for evidence that counters that, the, the opposite evidence. So if I'm going to... Um, want understand want to understand a problem i'm going to ask myself five whys um so i'm going to understand well why do i feel this way why am i thinking this way what evidence do i have that shows me that this is true well then what evidence does this do i have that shows me it's false and then i start going down the false path and this is actually not true this is the story i'm telling myself when in fact the opposite is true and this is all the evidence that i have that the opposite is true and then once i i have that going then i'm i'm in a place where um i'm like well that was a stupid belief why on earth was i believing that in the first place i know better than that and i'm better than that and I can overcome this challenge. So once you do overcome it, now here's the other question. It's also kind of like a tricky question. Sorry, I'm throwing all sorts of like, cause I know they come up and I'm like, I, I know that I question, I've questioned these things, but like once you're on the verge of success and everybody come watch Debbie's training, because if you read her book, which hopefully you're like on Amazon downloading it, buying it ASAP. Is it on Audible yet? Are you going to put it on Audible? Um, we're, we're still debating that because we've got assessments in there. And because we have assessments, I don't know how those translate well in Audible. Oh, you can put it on, on PDFs. Oh, yeah. Well, we do have the, the assessments actually available on our website on PDF. So yeah, maybe we'll do Audible. We've got it right now on Kindle and we definitely we have it on paperback. Um, and then we're going to be coming out with a workbook later this year that accompanies oh. the book. That's amazing. So, well, the question is though, okay, yeah, and you've started to, you're on a roll, you're taking these baby steps, you're moving towards success. What if what you see when it comes down to success doesn't quite look like what you expected? Yeah, and sometimes those can be good surprises and sometimes they're bad surprises, right? It's um, because sometimes you, you've got a path, you've got path A and path B, and you think you're going down path A, but then path B is the the more the better path to go down, and you start going down that, and then you run into into surprises. I think you have to be open minded to the surprises, and and 
recognize them for what they are and look at them as opportunities because like for, so I'll give you an example. Like I was uh, trying to get a deal with a uh, particular client. I probably priced myself out um, because of my consulting rates. Um, I, I don't settle on that. And um, it was a, it was a smaller company and um, you know, so I bid on this job to develop a bunch of training courses and they, um, the fo- they said, yeah, you know, that's, that's too much. It's more than we want to pay. Um, now I could have been like, okay, I'm just going to wallow in this. I'm going to be all upset about this. No, I, I kind of said, you know what? It wasn't, that one wasn't meant to be. I ended up extending a contract with another client and, um, I've been getting tons of hours from them. So, um, you know, one door closes, another one opens. But if only if you focus on the potential for the opportunities, right? Right. Absolutely. No, that's because if you don't and you're not open to the opportunities and you keep yourself fixated on the one thing, you're not going to get there. I love how you think. We think so alike. It's awesome. Because like so many people will be like, yeah, but, 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 but. And like, it's like, shift your gaze, shift your gaze. If you're going, keep looking at the but, but I'm not making money right now, but I have never been paid this much, but they've rejected me. Instead of like, okay, what would I need to do if I wanted to get paid that much? And it's funny, I was having a conversation with someone actually yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. She's like, yeah, but I've never had a job that's three hires level than where I should be. So why, I mean, conceptually, I should be at that level, but I'm not there. But I'm not. I'm like, okay, keep focusing on the but I'm not. Yeah. Stay exactly where you are. Yeah, if it's true. Focus on saying, okay, I need to be here. If I knew what to do, what would I do? Just ask a different question, reframe it, kind of like what yeah. you're saying. So, yeah, it's amazing. The power of questions is absolutely amazing because when you ask yourself open ended questions or ask yourself instead of, you know, ask yourself why you, why not, you know, why not try this different avenue? It's amazing what opens up and what possibilities are out there for you. And, you know, initially when I started consulting, I only thought I'd be consult. you know, I'd have this one consulting company. I'd do that. I thought it was going to be temporary, actually. Now I own two consulting companies and a publishing company. So crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it was, it was just about, you know, kind of being open to possibilities. So I've one that I do with a partner, one that I own myself. And then when we decide to publish the book, we said, you know what, let's start our own publishing company. And then we can publish not only our own books, but we can help other people out too. That's amazing. Holy smokes. Talk about success. That's freaking cool. And that, isn't it, isn't it powerful? Isn't it powerful to see that how you went from, you know, being laid off to now, oh, you know, just own a couple companies here and there. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. So you're going to come and teach us. What are you going to teach us? You're going to teach us how to turn whatever it is that's keeping us stuck and that we think is a VUCA kind of uncontrollable, volatile experience that we might be living through, like how to take that and shift it around and thrive. 
Yeah, so what the, the message behind it, the, the, the workshop's gonna be called Coping with Complex, Volatile, and Uncertain Times and how to thrive in the new normal. So that's the name. So kind of compelling name, but the idea behind it is really um, to introduce what is this thing called VUCA and why should we care? And then get into what are the things that I can do to build my resilience? And then what are some of the skills that you can focus on and build to put yourself in a position to thrive? so that you're, you're bouncing back anytime you're dealing with these extreme changes. And you can help others along the way. And that's, I think, a really important thing that you know, all of us really should be focused on serving and helping others in you know, whatever, whatever we do. Yes, leave your legacy. Absolutely. Just, it's just so flippin' cool. Well, Debbie, awesome. Where can anyone and everyone who's watching this now, before you teach the course or after they teach you teach the course, can where can we find you? Where can everyone go find you? Other than in the group, of course. Yeah, of course in the group because I'm always active in the group. But um, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn. We've got a Mindset Wizardry page. Please follow us. We are also on Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're exploring Twitter and Pinterest and we have a little YouTube presence, but we're still playing with that. We're still kind of learning the social media game. How about um, TikTok? You should have TikTok. Yeah, I, Javier and I have, and maybe it's because of, you know, we're Gen X, you know, and so we're, we're still a little old fashioned around TikTok. So I try, I did my first reels yesterday. I'm very, very uh, proud of my reels. My first one. I've been testing out TikTok and it works. Does it? it? It really does. It, it's crazy. I mean, we, yeah, I don't know. I, it's embarrassing. It's like, I watch those videos. I'm like, oh, dear God, like, did I really just do that? But people like actually seem to like them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying some, some irreverent stuff right now. I'm just kind of playing around and, you know, maybe we'll go down that path eventually. Um, Javi, neither Javier nor I use TikTok. We haven't quite figured it out. And the reels, the whole reels thing was actually quite hilarious with me trying to figure, figure this thing out because I, you know, I'm pretty computer savvy. I I'm pretty good at figuring things out, but I'm, I think there is a generational difference because uh, it took me a lot longer to learn reels than it took me to learn other things. Well, and now I still didn't do it right. It's still, I missed my, my cover did not appear and I don't know why. <laughs> but YouTube shorts now have you like, yeah. has like this equivalent to reels as well. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that too. But yeah, so you'll see us experimenting more. Um, we're posting more and stuff. Um, and um, so you'll see that. You can also find our book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Kobo. So um, wherever you get online books, it's there. I already got my copy. Now I just need to just sign it. Yes, I do need to sign your book. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you go to Mexico for your, you know, clients and your workshops and all those things i'll just like be like oh oh i, I need to go to mexico so you can sign my book just we'll yeah. vacate and drink tequila you betcha yeah we're doing a we've got a workshop uh planned in um in november right now in cancun so really terrible place for a workshop terrible, terrible. i think it's gonna be horrible that would be rough 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be terrible. Right, you're yeah. in a fancy resort, you know. Eh, it's gonna suck. Share the details in the group, Debbie. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. And ladies, come and join the workshop. It's gonna be phenomenal. If you have wondered how the heck is it that we're surviving these insane, chaotic, volatile ambiguous times and you want to figure out okay i see that there's the potential for me to suck at this right now like to not thrive and to just like barely survive and you want to shift that around and you want to understand how to grow during uncertainty you're not going to want to miss this workshop you're not going to want to miss debbie's book first and foremost go ahead and order it but furthermore she's going to teach you how to walk through this and why you should understand and be prepared to walk through this. Whenever our next pandemic hits, unemployment, market changes, all of those chaotic things so that you can be ready. So fantastic. And thank you so much for uh, for having me and for um, giving this opportunity. I'm I'm really excited to share this stuff. I mean, I, I totally geek out on it. It's um, it, it's my world, but um, I want to bring everybody else into this world, too. And I want to share Sure, what we've learned. Give him back. Give back. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Oh, and one thing I did want to mention before we before we close, um, a portion of our proceeds of our book do go towards Alzheimer's research. So just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, that's cool. That's super powerful. Why Alzheimer's? Um, because I have several family members who have uh, have been affected by it, and it's it's a disease that really does not have a lot of effective treatments, and and so you know just watching you know what happens to um, folks who are going through this is uh, it, it's a devastating disease, and so we were trying to think of something that was kind of aligned with mind brain and then we're like alzheimer's of course and and it just it was something that javier and i both felt very strongly that um it was a great cause and somewhere where, where we could make it just a you know a little tiny difference amazing oh such an angel thank you thank you